Fred Van Vliet off the market. Looked at as probably the number two free agent behind Kyrie Irving that was left. And in a quiet, you know, a quiet offseason. Brooke Lopez now. I'm looking at some of these free agent rankings. Brooke Lopez is ranked the number one still available free agent that's on the market. Think about that, Ryan. Man, crazy, right? I mean, it ends up like being kind of a boring day, day one of free agency. Uh, unless you're yeah. a Houston Rockets fan. I do like the direction where you're heading right now. But, um, yeah, Brooke Lopez, the number one free agent, man. And I think he goes back to Milwaukee. We'll see. I mean, how much is Brooke Lopez looking for? I, You know what? I honestly, at this point, I can't imagine it's very much. He's, what, 35 years old. He's in the way past his prime, but still had kind of a, a rebirth last year, was the favorite to win defensive player of the year for a while. I I don't know what, like, it'd probably be what, maybe a two-year deal. What if it's like two for two for 30, right? I mean, 15 yeah. million a year. I can't imagine he's going to get more than that, but he might. I mean, listen, there are teams still that have space and there's not a lot of free agents out there and we're seeing some big money getting thrown around. So maybe it's it's not even a matter of fit for him. Maybe he leaves Milwaukee just because he can get that one last payday and it ends up getting a bigger deal than what he was expecting. He's definitely not getting more than Vooch. I mean, just because of his age, he's 35 years old. And I know I like to rag on Vooch, but Vooch was actually probably the Bulls' most efficient player last season, other than maybe DeMar the first half of the year. So he did deserve that contract. I just don't know what they're doing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Brooke Lopez would be perfect in Houston, especially if there was a chance that they could bring him in and Dylan Brooks, because, like, let's be honest, there's a bunch of young guys that refuse to play defense right now. You could kind of rebuild that culture. I don't know how Dylan Brooks fits in with the culture, um, but I think that he's – I think he's a fiery dude, and I think that Udoka would get the most out of him. So if you could bring in him and oh, yeah. Lopez, man, I think that would be perfect for Houston, a team that really struggles defensively. But uh, if you're the Bucks, this has to be priority number one, bringing back Brooke Lopez, unless you have a backup plan. But I don't know who else is on this market right now that they could replace him with. And you look at the depth chart right now or the roster for Milwaukee – I don't know, unless you plan on playing uh, Giannis at the five. I think they need another two-guard, too. And I also, for Milwaukee, doesn't seem like a huge loss, but I don't love Javon Carter necessarily for the Bulls, a three-year deal for a guy that averaged eight points per game as your Lonzo Ball replacement. But I think that's a pretty big loss for Milwaukee because I really don't like the backcourt as is other than Drew Holiday, man. Like, I'm not sold on Grayson Allen being the starting two-guard in this league. And uh, now you lose Carter. Who else do you really have? So the Bucks are going to have to try to – figure out a way to get creative here because they don't have a whole lot of money to play with now after bringing back Chris Middleton. If Houston signs both Brooke Lopez and Dylan Brooks, that's a playoff team, plain and simple, with Ime Udoka there and those other youngs. Like that, that is a playoff team. Now, you said who's left on the market if Dylan Brooks or if uh, Brooke Lopez leaves Milwaukee. You're looking at – these are bigs. Christian Wood, Mason Plumley, and like – just scraps after that like that's that's really what we're looking at that's out of a list of the top 12 or so restricted or unrestricted free agents that are out there these are like kelly Oubre still out there pj washington restricted restricted grant williams is out there bogdan bogdanovich like dante divincenzo who there, it looks like may go to the knicks actually uh russell westbrook that's it. Like that's we're talking top twelve to fifteen right there. That's that's what's left. So in NBA free agency, it's gotten to the point where everybody gets these deals worked out ahead of time, and you better be ready to go because that's it. Like it's done after it opened at six Eastern right now. It's nine twenty four on the East Coast. Less than three and a half hours, 
we are down to Brooke Lopez being the best free agent left on the market, followed by Austin Reeves, who's most likely going back to the Lakers, and then Christian Wood. You know what, man? Like, if you have to lose Brooke Lopez, let's say Milwaukee's not able to bring back Brooke Lopez, I wouldn't hate Mason Plumlee. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can laugh at that. He's definitely a downgrade, but again, no, I don't I don't think that's I'm not laughing at that at all. I think I think that's actually a very reasonable replacement. It's yeah, I, I actually agree with you. He gives you more rebounding because let's be honest, like Brooke Lopez only gives you four to five rebounds per game. He's up at the three point line. Uh, you know, he's protecting the rim, but Giannis is pulling down all the rebounds. I think Plumley's a little bit better of a rebounder. Uh you know, he's a pretty good passer for a big man. I don't think he would be a bad fit with Giannis if you do have to lose Brooke Lopez. I just don't think there's any chance that they would pay Christian Wood, and I don't know what that fit would be like with Giannis. And Milwaukee already had Christian Wood, and for some reason they refused yeah. to play him. They kept him in the G League playing for the Milwaukee Herd. But again, Mike Budenholzer was the head coach at the time. I wouldn't hate Christian Wood to Milwaukee. I just don't know if John Horse would do it. He's also a guy that gets – run out of town very quickly, Christian Wood. He wears out his welcome for a lot of different reasons. You hear certain things, uh, just the type of teammate maybe that he is. Whatever it is, you know there's talent there, but he's somebody that just doesn't stay with an organization. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But that that actually would be a big loss for the Bucs. But my guess is you've already got some sort of backup plan in Milwaukee if Brooke does leave. I would expect him to probably still re-sign there, though, unless Houston says we'd love to give him a three-year deal. Right? You give him a fully guaranteed three for like, what if he gets like three for 45 or something? Three for 50. I mean, Rui just got three for three years for 54 million. What if the Rockets are crazy enough and they can give him that? I, I, don't, I don't think you can Let turn that ask- down. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm looking at Brooke Lopez's numbers from this season. He averaged 16 points per game, about a career high, 2.5 blocks. He shot 37% from three point range. What a perfect year at 34 years old, to have a career year, right? And get one last yeah. contract if you're Brooke Lopez. Because oh, you know man. how the Lopez brothers are. They just want to retire at Disney. They just want to spend the rest of their lives at Disney. I love those guys. <laughs> That's the other thing you're getting with Brooke Lopez, man, is you're getting a really good locker room guy. And if you're trying to rebuild the culture like they're doing in Houston, I think that's the perfect dude. Perfect teammate. You saw it last year. Giannis gets in a fight. He's the first one running over. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that that'd be a perfect pickup. And I like him more than Christian Wood. I mean, Christian Wood, you look at the numbers, and he seems like a perfect fit for any team. 16 points per game, seven boards, hits about two threes per game, gives you a block. And he only did, and he did that all in only 25 minutes last season. I mean, he wasn't getting run in Dallas for whatever reason. Didn't seem like a great fit. But there's something off there, man, because he's on a new team every single season. You know who I think would be a steal for a team like the Bucs? You brought up Dante DiVincenzo. I would love that for the Knicks. I know he was beat mm-hmm. up in 2022. I know the Bucs gave up on him pretty early. But last year, man, he averaged nine points, about five rebounds, and about four assists. Did all that in 26 minutes. He's a good three-point shooter. Last year was probably his best season shooting the three actually almost hit 40 percent shot 39 percent in limited minutes I think that would be a good fit for New York and I think the perfect fit for the Bucks would actually be a guy that they should have had a couple years ago in Bogdanovich before uh yeah Woj messed that all up for tampering or whatever I'm, I'm I'm shocked that um that uh you know that he's still out there I, I guess not because today's day one of free agency but I'm shocked that like I kind of forgot all about him being a free agent uh, he could shoot from three, obviously. He's a 38% career mm-hmm. three-point shooter. I think that'd be a good fit for the Bucks rather than Grayson Allen. 
Dennis Schroeder just took a two-year, $26 million deal with the Raptors, too. So that's the replacement for Fred Van Vliet is going to be Dennis Schroeder in, in uh, Toronto. So Toronto's an under team for me, even if they keep Pascal Siaka, man. Nick Nurse is gone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you think about Nick Nurse. I think this is a rebuild year. I think you downgrade at the point guard position, even though I do like Dennis Schroeder. Um, and good mm -hmm. for him getting the $26 million after he fumbled the bag a couple seasons ago. Uh, but yeah, he did. Like one of the all yeah, it's and it's fumbles too. Oh, it was it was so it was just uh, yeah. I mean, you feel bad for the guy in some way. Like he's just betting on himself, and then it went the opposite way. It's like Fred Van Vliet. I just saw his his rookie contract was uh five hundred forty thousand dollars a year, and now he's gonna make almost that much every game with his hundred thirty million dollar contract. Think about that. That is that is insane. That's the ultimate bet on yourself. And those are the great stories that you have in these types of moments. The highest contract ever for an undrafted player in Fred Van Vliet. But, yeah, that's, that's a major loss for the Raptors. I'm with you. That's an under team, whatever that win total comes out to be. I think it's still probably going to be an under for me. Uh, as of now, it doesn't seem like they want to move off Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, but uh, they still could. I mean, they just gave $80 million to uh, Jakob Pertl, who played really well for them. I mean, he was actually like – he was – He's worth that money from what they got out of that last year. He would actually have been a great fit in Milwaukee if Brooke Lopez left. Jakob Pertl would have been awesome for you guys. But now that he's off the market, I mean, you got a rookie head coach. It just feels like a Toronto team that's going to certainly be the one to fall back. Because, like, that's part of it, right? When we sit here and we look at, okay, what team is going to take that next leap? There's always a couple teams. We have it in the NFL, but you have it in the NBA too, especially now with the play-in tournament. If you were to look at the Eastern Conference and say – all right, the Raptors are probably going to be a team that falls back. I kind of like the Pacers as a team that jumps up. They just signed Bruce Brown, right? Maybe the Heat. If the Heat can't do anything, man, I, I don't know. They, they could be trying to scrape their way into the play-in tournament with what we saw last year because I think the magic is the magic was already there. They've lost some of those role players that were a part of it. I mean, the Orla and I mean the magic, not the Orlando magic, the magic that was surrounding the Heat. Yeah. But also at the same time, I do like, our Orlando Magic to make a jump as well. So if the let's say the Pacers and the Magic are two teams that jump into the play-in tournament, you got to knock out two teams. So the Raptors would probably be one of them. And you can't argue right now the Miami Heat could be a team that's on the outside of the play-in tournament looking in with now Max Struess gone, Gabe Vincent's gone, unless they can go out and get Dame, obviously, and then everything changes. Yeah, I, I, I can't fade Spolstra, Pat Riley, and that Heat team, that Heat culture, because they will get aggressive, and if there's a deal to be made, if Dame is available, they'll go out and do whatever they have to do, man. Mm -hmm. and, and they still have pieces. You know, they have Tyler Hero, although turns out, I guess, Portland isn't very high on Tyler Hero, so maybe they're not going to be able to make a move for Dame. You know, really quick, you brought up the Magic. And uh, I can't believe it's been two hours and 32 minutes of showtime, and I haven't been able to talk about my Orlando Magic. My one thing that I talked about them needing coming into the offseason was shooting. And I know he's 35 years old, and I know it's two years, $22 million. But Joe Ingles, who shot 40% from three and averaged 12 points per game last season, and five assists per game, nearly six assists per game. Yep. I love that for a young Magic team. You get your veteran, you get a – you get a knockdown shooter. You get a guy that can facilitate, play with the ball in his hands a little bit. I love Joe Ingles for Orlando. I'm going to be all over their win total again this season. Yes. That's my squad that's on the rise in the Eastern Conference. And I'm there, man. I don't know about Miami. 
Um, I do agree about the Pacers. I think the Pacers, they could be a sneaky team. I wouldn't be shocked if they finished as a five seed. I wouldn't be shocked if they finished as a play-in team, but I definitely think that they're going to be competitive next year and a lot of fun. I love Halliburton. I love his game. I love betting his assist prop overs. Uh, but, man, I mean, it's there for these young teams in the East. Somebody's got to be on the come up here. Although I think Cleveland's going to be better this year, year two with Donovan. Yeah, and, and listen, having Paolo Bencaro makes a huge difference for Orlando, right? I mean, this is a guy that was the runaway oh, yeah. rookie of the year and somebody that could be an MVP one day. Like, he's that talented. He's that good. And Orlando, it's not just also – it's not just the shooting with Joe Ingles they added. It's the toughness. Joe Ingles is a tough guy. Like, he will go out and start a fight if he needs to. So now you've added somebody that's also going to protect some of the younger players. It's going to go out there and add that edginess that a team needs. Everybody's got to have a scrapper, right? Everybody does. Like, I saw that the Celtics are interested in Patrick Beverly. That's a great fit. With Marcus Smart gone, Patrick Beverly in Boston, I would. that is a perfect fit. And that's what you have to have. It's not just about the stars. It's not – it's finding those guys. He's going to – Joe Ingles is going to go shoot, and he's going to go make sure that everybody out there is playing defense, and he's tough. Patrick Beverly in Boston, I mean, he'd do the same thing. So those are the types of little moves that actually can have a bigger impact on a team than you might think just because they're not necessarily a big name. Yeah, and I actually thought that the Bulls had interest in bringing back, bringing back Patrick Beverly, but it looks like with their uh, free agent signings today, bringing back Kobe White and then also signing Carter from the Bucks, Javon Carter, looks like they're probably going to move on. So I love that fit for Boston because Pat Bev, the second half of the season, especially in Chicago, he's a winning basketball player. He brings that toughness. Yeah, he talks a lot of trash. Um, but, man, in Boston, that's what they need because that team – we saw it against Miami. That's what happened. That team was soft. I mean, they were making excuses. Marcus Smart was talking about, well, we beat you last year, so stop running your mouth. It's like, that's not how it works in the NBA. So I think that that would be perfect for them. And uh, I, I got to be honest, I'm probably going to go back to Boston next year. Like, if I had to pick a team right now, we're talking you about will. all these teams yeah. in the West. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they eventually got to get over the hump, man. And they've been there. They're able to bring back Jalen Brown. They're able to bring back Tatum, obviously, together. And, uh, you know, I don't love Porzingis. I don't know how that fit's going to work out. But they needed another rim protector. You're able to keep Robert Williams. And if they're able to go out and get Papev, you know, I think that's a suitable replacement for Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart's obviously the better player. But uh, I think that that's kind of what they need right now. What about Russell Westbrook? Where do you think he would end up? <laughs> I think he goes back to the Clippers still. I feel like it's still a Clippers thing. Even if I guess if the Harden thing does happen, then maybe not. I mean, realistically, the James Harden to the Clippers situation does make sense. But, like, I'm looking at our, our friend Keith Smith, obviously friend of show, was on with us yesterday. If you missed that, BetMGM Tonight podcast. He listed you know, other guys that are also out there, like, the best free – like, it's D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly is the top three point guards. Austin Reeves, who's going to – he's restricted. The Lakers will keep him. Malik Beasley, Dante DiVincenzo out there at shooting guard. Max Struess technically, but then the guy's, you know, probably going to go to Cleveland to sign and trade. So, like – when you kind of look down this list, I, I, it's it's a lot of scraps or some guys that are restricted where it's a little more difficult. And then Russell Westbrook, like it may be a while before he signs. I think a team is going to take their time on it. So uh, it's the NBA is just wild. All right, forget NFL MVP. What about Offensive Player of the Year? We're going to look at that market next. It's Bet MGM tonight. <laughs> 